0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I hope everyone is doing well. We're in the middle of another week. Let's jump right into it, like usual. So I'm going to start out in L.A. Let's start out at Dodger Stadium, where Clayton Kershaw was the man of the night. He got his 200th career win. So every time Kersh takes them out at Dodger Stadium, the buzz around the ballpark hits a little different. We know that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's not the same event that it used to be, let's say five, six, seven years ago, but there is a bit of a special buzz because people want to see Clayton Kershaw pitch. He's a Dodgers legend through and through. So right now what he's using is a fastball slider combination and that's very good. But I think his 12 six curveballs is really what gets the crowd going, but I digress. The fastball slider combo is still really good. But as he began to start on Tuesday against the Mets, everyone knew that Kirsch was sitting on 199 career wins. And he would get his 200th career victory if, if he pitched well that night. And this is yet another milestone in a Hall of Fame career for Clayton Kershaw. He became just the third pitcher to reach 200 wins with the Dodgers, joining Don Sutton and Don Drysdale. So Don Sutton, 233. Don Drysdale, 209. And uh, Kirsch has a 694 career winning percentage. That's the best among pitchers in the modern era with at least 200 career wins. I know we don't really care about pitcher wins anymore. This is not 15 years ago or 20 years ago when people really cared about that. But it's it's, it's just something cool to refer for the resume. I mean, he's going to Cooperstown regardless, but pitcher wins are are not really a stat that anyone anyone cares about it. I hate to say it, but no one really cares about it. Except I'm sure those with 200 career victories do care. Like Clayton Kershaw cared about that milestone. But he was good right from the jump on Tuesday. I mean, Brandon Nimmo led off the game with a liner to right that appeared to be somewhat routine for Jason Hayward. But then Hayward dropped the ball and tripped over his feet. So that allowed Nimmo to reach third. And I mean, the way the season has gone for the Dodgers at this point, and with the lineup missing Mookie Betts and Will Smith. So Mookie's on the paternity list. Will Smith has a concussion. Every run loomed large for LA because, you know, those are two big bats that you're missing. But Kershaw was able to strand Brandon Nimmo, a third base, for the rest of that inning. And he struck out Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, and Pete Alonso all swinging in the first inning. So that's that's a statement right there. He threw 20 pitches in that inning and 18 of them went for strikes. But yeah, once he settled down, the Mets lineup didn't have much of a chance. And this was a vintage performance by Clayton Kershaw. He retired 17 of the next 18 batters he faced, recorded 16 first-pitch strikes in 20 at-bats through six innings. So, great, great, great performance for Clayton Kershaw. Shout out to him as he gets his 200th career victory. And the Dodgers beat the Mets 5-0. We had... Down south from there, you can go to San Diego where the Braves visited Padres. Spencer Strider was on the mound and he was pitching and he helped the Braves extend their win streak to eight straight. So Atlanta got an 8-1 victory over San Diego. Sean Murphy stayed hot with a solo home run and he's been, he's been phenomenal. But Spencer Strider was on the mound here and I mean, we know that Spencer Strider has some electric stuff when he's on. And he's off to a good start this year. Off to a very good start this year. He has recorded at least nine strikeouts in eight straight regular season starts. So that matches a Braves franchise record, which was set by John Smoltz back in 1997. That's pretty good company. Hall of Fame right there. So, I mean, he hit 99.6 miles an hour on his fastball. Uh, I mean, that was... I mean, he, he's upper nineties. He sits, he sits in the upper nineties and he struck out 41% of batters he's faced this year. And that's better than the strikeout rate he had last year, 38%. Considering last year, he actually had the highest strikeout rate in the bigs. So Spencer Strider is literally the best strikeout pitcher in baseball. If you go by strikeout ratings, which is, I think, the best way to look at it. But, uh, yeah, home runs from Murphy. Matt Olson and Aussie Albies out there in San Diego as the Braves get a win. Easy win over the Padres, 8-1. If we move out to the East Coast in Boston, where the Red Sox ended up beating Minnesota 5-4, thanks to a walk-off single by Alex Verdugo. It sounds like, you know, just a single, oh, but he hit this ball off the wall, but it was down the right field line near the pesky pole. Looks like he could get out for a second, but, um, either way, bounces off the fence and that's all he needed for, for a walk off right there. And the Red Sox had already come back from two runs down to tie it in the bottom of the 10th. And then there you go. Uh, Alex Verdugo ends up winning the game. So three runs in the 10th inning to win it for the Red Sox. They beat the Twins 5-4. A much better pitching performance by Chris Sale on the night. Six innings, one run, 11 strikeouts. And that got lost in the story. I was just roasting Chris Sale last week after you know, he had a rough outing, just saying this dude is just not the same anymore. What I what I said is still true. He's not the same anymore. But, I mean, it's good to see him bounce back with a good start here because it's a long season. You don't want him to struggle all year long. And if he can settle down into something like this, Red Sox will be more than happy. But, I mean, an 11 strikeout performance by Chris Sale, that's definitely... What the doctor ordered for the Red Sox. That's how you keep your team in the game. That's how you allow, see, when you have good pitching like that, you keep your offense in the game, give them a chance to, to win it again, to win it for you in, in the late innings. That's exactly what we saw in Boston. So that's, that's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. So Red Sox are now, Red Sox, wait, so with that win, the nine and nine. So they improved to 500. Minnesota, Balls of 10-7 minutes, so still looking really good. Obviously, it's just early in the season. And if we head to New York, the Angels visit the Yankees, and they beat the, they beat the Yankees on Tuesday by a score of 5-2. Shohei Otani homered. He homered, got the Samurai helmet 116.7 miles an hour off the bat for Shohei Otani there in the Bronx. Then we have the what do they call this? The the Battle of the Beltway in DC, the Orioles and Nationals. So one nothing Orioles victory in a in a very close game in DC. There as the, those DMV teams, uh, you know, go out go after it. But this was a pitcher's duel. Dean Kramer six and two thirds shutout innings for the Orioles here, scoreless gem, scoreless gem. So. He really needed to turn around a tough start to his two, to his 2023 season. And that's what he did with this start. Gets himself, gets himself, you know, some redemption after some rough starts. But the Orioles are 10 and seven win this game by a score of one nothing. Nationals lose another game. Let's talk some extension news. So the Reds have signed Hunter Green to a six year extension worth guaranteed. So it's a club-friendly deal, in my opinion. I mean, he's a key member of the rotation. But uh, Hunter Green, we have to remember, this is someone who was, I think, the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, he was the number two pick in the draft in 2017, but he had the highest bonus, if I'm not mistaken. This dude um, was highly touted coming to high school. Big right-handed arm, throws extremely hard. And I think he threw, like, 105 miles an hour last week which is like tied him or passed Chapman for the fastest pitch in baseball history. So he entered this season with exactly one year of major league service. He broke camp with the team last season. So that's how he got a full year of major league service time. He's 23 years old. And I think it's a club friendly deal because at the end of the day, you know, six years, 53 is not a whole lot of money. It really isn't. So, Someone, for someone who's age 23, you're going to get him for his his ascent. And I was talking the other day about pedigree, right? Talk about pedigree, which is, you know, top prospect rankings and how much they matter. Hunter Green has, has been a top prospect all the way through, going back since high school and, and everything like that. So if he lives up to that potential, I mean, $8.83 million a year, which is what his AAV is, is going to be an absolute bargain for the Cincinnati Reds. I'm willing to bet that Hunter Green will be an all-star multiple times over the course of this deal. And that is a complete steal. But you also have to look at it for someone with such little service time, between one and two years of service time, the $53 million guarantee is the second largest. The largest we've seen for someone with that little service time for a pitcher, uh, that's Spencer Strider last October with six years, $75 million. But I think you're falling so far short of that mark. And I don't know exactly why. Probably because Green didn't have those eye-popping numbers as a rookie in 2022. But, I mean, that's because Sp- Spencer to did. But still, like I talk about pedigree, I think once he he comes into his own and starts to show everyone why he was that number two pick in the 2017 draft, he's going to blow these these expectations out of the water. And he's going to be a huge, huge, huge piece of that reds rotation. I like what they're doing. You know, they... They have Nick Lodolo, who is also a fellow top 10 pick. So Nick Lodolo was, was drafted in that same draft in, 20, in 2019. Actually, no, sorry, I take that back. Um, Green was drafted in 2017 at high school. Nick Lodolo was drafted in 2019 at college. But you know, Green was number two overall. Lodolo was number seven overall. So they're both top 10 picks in the draft, a couple years apart, both in the rotation. Both big guys. I didn't even realize Nick Lodolo is six foot six, a six six lefty. Hunter Green's a six five righty. Both very big guys. So, yeah, I, I think what we're seeing is those draft picks starting to make it up to the big leagues for Cincinnati. And we've seen other teams benefit from this recently. You know, we talk about Baltimore right now. They benefited from picking at the top of the draft. Now all that is paying dividends at the major leagues. We're going to slowly start to see the same thing with the Cincinnati Reds. You know. These two pitchers here, we already have Jonathan India as well. You know, some other guys who are going to keep making their way up and making an impact at the Major League level. So that's the news coming out of Cincinnati. So shout-out to – and still, yeah, you have to give a shout-out to Hunter Green for securing the bag because $53 million guaranteed is still is still a bag, even though he's he, he's capable of much, much more. This is someone who I think is going to be like a big-time free agent one day, but he's still going to be young. He's entering his age 23 season, so – This is only going to take him through his age 29 season, if I'm not mistaken. So not a problem whatsoever because he'll hit free agency and be ready to get that big bag right in the middle of his prime. So that is the news for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.